Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jadikin. Gonna start putting mini episode okay. in the title okay. of these episodes, which is something I haven't been doing, but oh. just to differentiate, these aren't main episodes. Right. These are right. Our, our weekly Recopies. roundups. Yeah, weekly roundup. Yeehaw. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have a few stories that are uh, pretty interesting. So the first one, and a lot of people were talking about this in our Facebook group, is this guy who is accused of killing his wife, Fotis Dulas, he's the Connecticut real estate developer. He attempted suicide like a few days ago Yeah, from carbon monoxide in his garage. There was like, do you remember that day in our Facebook group? It was kind of like, he died. No, he didn't die. Like people thought he died. I just remember everyone posting about this guy and I was like, have I heard about this guy before? It's a pretty big case. Like I definitely have seen it. Anyway... He did not die immediately, but he did die. Eventually. Now he's dead. Yeah. So he did eventually die or succumb to this suicide attempt. I guess it's not an attempt anymore, but they're still referring it to that way. I guess you don't... How? What do you do? It's still a suicide attempt, right? I guess. Like he didn't die from the initial thing. Uh, Anyway, the story is his wife, Jennifer, disappeared back in May. They were in like a really bad divorce custody situation. They have five kids... Uh, two sets of twins. Wow. Um, and just a single. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, now his lawyers are already, already saying things like this clearly um, proves his innocence. Because he attempted suicide? Yes. Like it was suicide? such a traumatic thing. Like only an innocent man. I mean, that's such a defense lawyer move, right? Right. That's not true at all. Uh, Cause I think something happened with his, he was out on bail, I guess, awaiting trial. Um, and something happened that morning where he was being called in to talk about it. And so they're they're claiming he just couldn't take it anymore. He was traumatized by that. That's what they're saying. Yes. So, so he his wife went missing last May. Yes. She and found? she's not found. She's still missing. Yes. Now he has a girlfriend who was also charged with this um in connection with this I guess it's basically conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. And as well as another friend of his. So I mean obviously it's a Awful story. Yeah. Because these kids now, both of their parents are gone. Right. Um, and yeah. So the interesting thing too was that he was flown to New York and he, like they were trying to like revive him in a hyperbaric chamber with oxy- oxygen therapy. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a legit treatment is for things. Is he a really rich guy? He is a real estate developer. So he's probably rich. I think they're pretty well off. Um, now, there is a lot of signs like pointing to the fact that he did do this. They had DNA. Um, her DNA was like found on several things. There's like zip ties, cleaning supplies. Um, his DNA was found in her home um, along with blood, her blood. Right. So there's like a lot of like 
you know, evidence. Right. But there's just no body. I mean, we just talked about this in our uh, bonus episode for Patreon. <laughs> the no body thing. Right. Kind of complicates things. But nowadays, it's with all this sort of DNA evidence, you can be like, well, why is all her blood here? Right. Even without the body. So yeah, that guy's dead. So who the hell knows if we'll ever find out what happened. They claim that they want to continue on with a trial to clear his name. Whoa. I don't even know if that's possible, but according to the lawyer, they're going to continue trying to clear his name. I always feel like they say those things and then it kind of dies out in a few weeks, (laughs) right? Like, Yeah. I mean, I just wonder what happened to the wife. If we'll ever get any leads on that where she is. Also, like, I'm just dumbfounded that people continue to kill their spouses when they're in a messy divorce. Because it's like, you know you're going to be the number one suspect. Right. Especially when you have a girlfriend and like... It's like the same thing as people who take out the life insurance policy right before. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. Now, this case, I have been following more because it has one of my favorite topics, Mormonism. (laughs) So I'm always very invested in any case uh, about that. And do you know this one with the wife... Who went to Hawaii with her boyfriend. This is crazy. I don't know that all the details of this, but even just reading briefly about it, it's fucking wild. It's wild. And there were things that I didn't even realize until I read this article in the Daily News when I was looking for things. The Daily News? Yeah, the Daily News. The New York Daily News. Oh, oh, okay. The uh, New York Daily News. Yeah. The Daily News. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's now married to what it's being described I What's just her his, name? Her name is Lori Vallow, uh, and her husband's name is Chad. I don't know why I have to bring that up. Chad, like, <laughs> come on. So he's a Mormon doomsday writer. Whoa. I don't even know what that is, but it they sounds insane. I mean, I guess I could figure it out, but why does the Mormon aspect have to do with anything? Like, They're Mormon and they're doomsday yeah. believers. Now, she. this story is crazy. Yeah. So... She's now a court has ordered her to produce her missing children. Her missing her children have not been seen since September. So she uh her children are ages 17 and 7. So yeah, the children are missing. She's in Hawaii with her new husband, the Mormon doomsday writer. Um the younger son has autism. So it's like where are these fucking kids? Like he in particular needs like care, like extra care. So it's wild that no one knows where they are. Um, she's basically, she basically like defied this court order and was like, nah, I'm not producing the kids. Like she did nothing to produce the kids. So the kids went missing before she, like the, the story, cause there there was like a new developments in this case recently is that she was found in Hawaii. So yes. So she's in Hawaii with her husband, Chad Daybell, and they're just like living it up in Kauai and her children are not with her and no one knows where they are. Now, she basically left town abruptly in November of 2019. Her husband, um, Charles, had filed for divorce in February of 2019, and he accused her of becoming infatuated at times, obsessive about near-death experiences and spiritual visions. Like, that's in the divorce papers. Whoa. Now, uh, in these divorce papers, and she's mother, by the way. So she had custody of the kids. I think she did, did she while take, this was going on. Were the kids still around in November? Yeah. That, the, no, they, no, they weren't around in November. That's when she left for Hawaii. They haven't been seen since, since September of 2019. But she had custody of the yes. kids. Okay. Well, she had custody because the husband is dead. Now, let me continue. Uh, some of these 
divorce papers are insane. Now, she's described as mother in this writing, and father is Charles Vallow, her ex-husband. So when did they get divorced? I'm just trying to think, get the timeline I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when they got divorced. Uh, but she got remarried, so right. they definitely it happened within 2019. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And he died after, the, or in the middle of their divorce proceedings. <laughs> Let me get to it. Okay, I just don't. <laughs> this is very. Confusing. I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna go in order. You're gonna understand everything now. So this is from the divorce papers. Mother had told father, that's the that's the husband, that she is sealed, eternally married to the ancient Book of Mormon prophet Moroni, and that she has lived numerous lives on numerous planets prior to this current life. On January 29th, 2019, during a phone conversation between parties and after their physical separation, mother informed father that she was God, a God assigned to carry out the work of 144,000 Christians, uh, sorry, at Christ's second coming, which was going to happen in July of 2020. And if that, if father got in the way of her mission, she would murder him. (laughs) Now this is in the divorce papers. I was just going to say, I can't believe this is in court documents. Yes. Five months after filing for divorce, Charles Vallow, father, is shot dead by his ex-wife's brother, Alex Cox. So they never got divorced. He died. Whoa. So she married this boyfriend because she didn't have to get a divorce anymore. So this is her ex-wife's ex This is this woman's brother murders the husband, um, and he claims it was self-defense. Now, in December of 2019, Alex Cox, the brother, is found dead in his Arizona home. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, the the Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy, is found dead in her Fremont County home on October 19th, a few weeks after the missing children are last seen. So her new husband had a wife. Yeah, and she's also found dead. Come on, dude. <laughs> There's too much things happening, right? Come like, on, dude. So police initially ruled her death accidental, but now they're exhuming her body because they're like, wait a minute, like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. So this com- this couple, as I said before, were like living it up in Hawaii and were served paper- papers to produce these missing children. Um, and they haven't done it. So everyone's freaking out, like, where these kids are. Are their lives in danger? Or are they even fucking alive at this point? Who the hell knows? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that story. That's crazy. Do you believe how many people? And all of this because they think they think the world's going to end and that she has some mission. This is... Yeah, it's a wild case. A movie. <laughs> it's so wild. This is I think I just saw, like, the kids not being... Like, no one knew where the kids were. So initially I was just like, oh, it's just like a typical, like they fucking dropped the kids because she got remarried. But I didn't realize there was all of these murders or deaths, mysterious deaths right. leading up to it. And the weird cult aspect The weird to cult it. aspect to it as well. Like, Whoa. So we'll definitely keep posted on this story because I think it's really interesting. And I yeah. would love to get more into seeing what his um, cult writings are, yeah. like what that's all about. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh. 
Now, this was a story that was posted in our Facebook group, and that is that Paul Robbins wants to make a really dark Pee Wee Herman movie. So excited. I feel like this is such a good idea. It's such a good idea. It couldn't be more up my alley. Same. So he discussed this um, dark Pee Wee movie in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. He said it would open up with Pee Wee Herman getting out of jail and embarking on a yodeling career. He then becomes a big name in the yodeling circus. (laughs) Circuit, I'm sorry. And soon after that, he becomes a, a movie star. Pee-wee will then develop a crippling addiction to drugs and alcohol, behave like a monster, and lose all of his friends before winding up in a mental institution receiving electroshock therapy. Love it. He said, uh, according to Rubens, and this is a quote, I've referred to it as Valley of the Dolls Pee-wee Pee-wee movie. Love like, it. how do you sell a movie to me harder than this? I, I can't even I'm imagine. about to come. <laughs> and it's about fame, obviously, and all the trappings of that. He says he has a couple of people that are interested, but this is Hollywood. A couple people interested in five bucks will get you five bucks. Like, so That's come true. on, make this fucking movie. This movie, the fans want this movie. I would love to see this movie. Literally every adult Pee-wee fan wants this movie. I can't. Like, I want to know what this movie is going to be. You know it's going to be fucking good. Yeah. Now, this is like something that literally made me scream and rage when I saw it. And that is um, Elon Musk last night dropped an EDM single called Don't Doubt Your Vibe. Did you see this? I don't even want to play it because I feel like I'll just be annoyed all the time. Here's the thing about Elon Musk's pivot over the last few years where it's like, He's trying to do that thing where he's like, I'm in on the joke that I'm ridiculous. Yes. Stop trying. You're not in on the joke. You're just a ridiculous human being. No. Stop trying to be funny. He's also trying to be internet. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's like, trying to be like, I'm ironic. Right. But just be in on all the memes and stuff like, like that. He's trying to be self-aware. And he's like 48 years old, which is like, whatever. I'm not judging him for his age, but it's like a little too old to be like dank me- memes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. Grow up. Grow up. So he released this EDM track and he like tweets it out last night. And he's like, this song is hard. It's oh, like literally God. on SoundCloud. Can you play it? I don't know where it is. I don't have it up. Um, do you want to find it? Yeah. While I'm going into it. Um, so I guess he made some like money recently, like extra cash. So he kind of was like, oh, let me just blow it on producing this uh, this track. Um, he released the al- the track under his label, Emoji Records. <laughs> Emoji. Emoji Records. Emoji, though, it's spelled. It's spelled E M O. Capital G. Oh. Emo G. E. Emo. Emo. G. Like I'm I'm an emo gangster. Yeah. That's how it's spelled. What a loser. So yeah, obviously there's like a wordplay emoji, but emo G. (laughs) I like how you didn't think I knew how to say emoji. I was like, Desi, come on. (laughs) Well, I did do something stupid like that recently, so I will give you um, a pass. But yeah, no, it's emo G records. Um, So are you playing it? I hate him. But Rachel, don't doubt your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to turn this off immediately. I'd rather listen to Little Xan than this. Like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, he's just an idiot. I don't know why. I don't get his fans. 
he Do you know what I mean? Like he has hardcore fans who will go after you if you dunk on him. It's so wild to me. It's like this guy is a billionaire nerd who doesn't do anything good with his money. Yeah, I don't know. So the other thing that happened in the music world yesterday that just like made me lose it when I saw it because I was like, this guy is a fucking dork is Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) Did you see that video? (laughs) Yeah. I can't even explain. So basically this guy releases some pop punk album. He's at like Interscope Records board meeting. So it's like this long table with all of the Interscope executives sitting there. He plays his music and he fucking gets on the t- table and head bangs down this long, like, conference table. Yeah. It is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And there's, like, people who are sitting there, like, this one woman who's, like, drinking coffee completely unfazed. It's Like, amazing. when I saw it, I was like, that's me. Right. And, like, someone's on his phone. It is this, because it's just, like, no one's music is that good. That you gotta get up and dance <laughs> and on the table. And to do it for your own music. Like, I'm so into my music. And then it's, like, the shittiest pop punk music you've ever heard, too. Like, but he's so into it. He's, yeah. Who is this guy? I mean, I've known about him for a while, but I've never listened to his music. I'm not a fan of his. Is he rap, rock I kind he, of thing? I thought he was a rapper. I thought he was a rapper, too. So now he's coming out with a pop punk album. Yes. Now... I will always say this about him. Every time I see any story about him, I always think of this tweet where someone's like, my friend thought Machine Gun Kelly was that gun girl. Right. <laughs> like, to me, that's the best dunk yeah. of all time. It's like, really good. Yeah, it's perfect. So, yeah, I you have to go find this tweet because it is, it's so dumb. And people were dragging him on Twitter. It went viral yesterday. Because he's like, it's so dorky. Now, another funny sort of dunk is OJ Simpson is suing this casino um, the Cosmopolitan for kicking him out. That's where Scott Conant's restaurant is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so you're not allowed to go there either, probably. <laughs> <laughs> now he's suing them, saying that they sort of besmirched his character, and the um, the casino they uh, besmirched his character. Yeah, the casino <laughs> responded um, saying that there's no way to like damage his reputation. I mean. <laughs> Like, I was like, yeah, that's a brilliant legal argument. Like, how do you No, Everyone already hates OJ and right. thinks he's a piece of shit. Like, there's no way to besmirch his character. Like, you're famous for being a piece of shit. Yeah. So uh, he's basically suing because he got drunk and disorderly at this casino at some point And they, like, kicked him out and, like, banned him for life, I guess. Um, he says that they were only going after him because of his reputation, um, so yeah, like I love the casino just being like, um, actually <laughs> that was <wasn't laughs> no way. Um, okay. Now this story, it's not like a big story, but I loved it so much because it's petty hall of fame. Okay. And I have got to bring it up now in 2011, Tyler, the creator talked about how much he wanted to win, uh, a Grammy. Yes. And some dipshit on Twitter, uh, at replied him don't be too... Because he was like in the running, I think, to get a Grammy nomination, but he ended up not getting the nomination or something like that. Uh, so some person wrote on his tweet, don't be too excited. You won't get one. Now, Tyler won a Grammy for, I think, Best Rap Album yeah. last week. He he tweeted out, I favorited this tweet nine years ago just for the moment to tell you I got one. Yes, I'm petty as fuck. Good day, Mark. <laughs> so he quote tweeted this guy named Mark, just a rando with like 60 followers <laughs> who dissed him nine years ago. Amazing. Like the idea that you saved it 
I relate to this so fucking hard. Like, I would love to do something like this. Like, I love this so much. It's so good. I was like cheering for him when I saw this. This did you see? Tweet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw it when he did. It was it. amazing. I was like, like so. It was brilliant. It was like that is that that is it. Like it is worth the, the petty. It is it is Hall of Fame. It's this a work is of the art. way I do it too. Like I like waiting. I think I told you with the guy with the Mets and the Dodgers, oh, where I yeah. waited <laughs> to finally own him with his own tweet until the Dodgers. Yeah, I love waiting for it. Oh my god, it's so good. It's worth it. Yeah. So he's amazing. Uh, I love that tweet, and I'm so glad. I, f- I bet you that felt better than the Emmy. I mean, the Grammy, even yeah. in a way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, at this point, that was part of the win. I love that he was like, "Okay, Mark, Mark, good day, Mark, good day, Mark." <laughs> it's so good. Um, now, here's an update from last week. Perdita has gotten adopted. She has. Yes, she got 175 applications wow. which everyone could see coming and um the shelter where she's at has said that she has finally chosen her new family so they had to sort through 175 applications they did all of the um home checks they introduced the naughty girl as they describe her to all the potential applicants oh my god um and Perdita chose her adopters after a successful meet and greet that included minimal growling and very little slapping on her part. Very little slapping. <laughs> so they feel very confident that she's um, found the right place. These The couple who got her live like a very quiet lifestyle. They have a ton of experience with cats and they're very uh, you know patient. They know how to deal with a cat like Perdita. So the world's worst cat found a home and supposedly they're going to keep us updated. Aww. So we'll keep you updated because I, I would want, love to post a pic of her. I would love if the, this family created a Facebook or a Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, yeah, an Instagram page for it would be Perdita. Awesome. Now, another sort of um, update from last week, one of our um, Facebook group listeners, she uh, told us that she had some experience as far as furries go. Can we say her name? I don't know. She didn't get back to me, so I don't want to say her name. Okay. Should I? I mean, I don't know. We're friends with her, but... Kate. Yeah, it's Kate. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's... It's not, it's not like well, she's like, I'm a furry. We won't say her last. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, just, I never. <laughs> she just like had some experience in the, and she knows about it a we little bit. We had questions about furries. Right. Okay. Sorry. I'm not trying to be like overboard, but I just don't know sometimes. But yeah, yeah. She's, she doesn't mind. So I think her husband does furry art. So she said that there isn't always a sexual aspect to it, which we were wondering about, and that a lot of it is social uh, anxiety related. Like yeah. they can feel safer. Um, when the costume on it, which I think we speculated on, uh, there is absolutely a sexual aspect to it though. And the interesting that she, she told us is that they refer to fucking as yiffing. Now I looked up that to kind of find out more about it. And apparent yiffing is the sound a Fox makes when it's getting fucked. Amazing. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Yeah. So yeah, there's like, Everything is based in in reason. Yiff me, <laughs> yiffing, yiff. I just think you have a fox yiffing because, of course, now I'm like, well, and that's what we all want to fuck Robin Hood, oh, the fox. He's the original furry. He's the original furry, and he probably yiffs when Any, he fucks anyone who dunks on furries. I would like, I would like to point out that we all wanted to fuck Robin Hood as a fox. There's a lot of. Uh, cartoon animals that are hot. You like Scar. I like Scar, and I also like Bugs Bunny and Drag. Right. That's a hot bunny. It is a hot bunny when she's a hot woman. Um, So, yeah, 
there's your little uh, educational segment. I love that. I think we should have an educational segment every mini episode. Now we're going to get into recommendations. Do you have any recommendations, Rachel? Just fucking watching 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> as usual. Uh, uh, I mean, what did I do this? I was like just worked nonstop this yeah. past week. So it's like I... Like I've been ending my night watching like a horror movie, a different horror movie every night because I guess it relaxes me at the end of the day because I can just like turn my brain off and like right. they're not even good horror movies they're just like whatever, um, and then a lot of Ninety Day Fiance obviously because I have another podcast Ninety Day Fiance Slumber Party where, where we recap the show. I don't know. I don't. I. I need more sleep. Then I'll get back to you next week what I'm okay. doing. Now, um, a listener recommended this on our Facebook group. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I think it's been around a while, but it sounds like something people might be interested in. It's called To Live and Die in L.A. Did I you listen to that podcast? Yeah, I listened to like 80% of it. Okay. So maybe check that out. I have a podcast I'm absolutely fucking in love with. What? And I love it so much. So this one I'm giving you a full, full-hearted full recommendation because I fucking love it. It's called Swindled. Okay. I've been meaning to get into this you show. You have got to listen to this podcast. It's all white-collar crime. So like scams, corruption, embezzlement, uh, stuff like that. Like Amazing. there's episodes on Bud Dwyer. There's episodes on Jim Baker. There's episodes on Lou Pearlman. Wow. But then there's also smaller ones about like treasure hunters who scammed people. Um, just like uh, companies who like polluted, like just all kind of white collar crimes. Now it's definitely like a more dry uh, host who like is just presenting this information along the lines of case file, I guess. Right. But it's so good. Like, I can't stop listening to it that I actually get excited. I'm like, I need to, when can I listen to Swindled? I fucking love Swindled. Okay, I got it. So there's three seasons, and I think it's like 16 seasons. Um, The last 16 episodes? 16 episodes per season. The last episode of this season I haven't listened to yet, but it's on the Flint water crisis. Oh, wow. So it's just like all of that type of stuff, like those kind of crimes. There's one that someone told me about. um, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's about, some guy who like inherited his um, parents' uh, mortuary, and then he just started letting the bodies pile up and wasn't doing any of the work. What? Yeah, and it's like supposedly like a really. I haven't gotten to it yet because I'm, I'm kind of in to order. That one first. <laughs> I know, but it's someone was. I was telling a friend of mine about Swindle, and she's like, "Oh, that reminds me of this podcast I listened to where this guy just let bodies pile up in the mortuary." And she's like, "Oh my god, it's Swindled!" <laughs> so it was like I haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah, it's stories like that. Just like amazing. I love yeah. this podcast. It's really good. The episodes are kind of short. They're like 30 minutes maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. So listen to Swindle. Now, this is going to get Rachel very upset. Uh-oh. Very upset. I saw Midsummer. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's just say me and James, our friend James Fritz, had a very in-depth DM <laughs> About midsummer. Did you guys? Did you tell James in the DM? Say I'm gonna drop a truth bomb on Rachel. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but he knew that you would be upset to hear. Oy. Not only did I not like this movie, I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Shut up! Shut I hate this up, fucking Desi. movie. Shut I the hate fuck up. I hate this movie so much. I was counting the minutes for this movie to be over. I was so bored during it. Like I just do not like this movie at all. And I got into details with James. I don't have to get into it, but I know Rachel was going to be upset. <laughs> I did like the first 10 minutes of it. 
<laughs> I definitely liked that part. And then it went downhill for me. The first 10 minutes were very good. The first 10 minutes, I was like, ooh, yeah, this is going to be good. And then I was like, oh. I mean, it has all the trappings of things I should like. I don't know why I didn't like it. But I'm happy to know that other people felt that way. Because I would have felt more bad. Or like, I hate everything. It's so wild because like, I mean, Ari Aster, he's such a huge director right now. Even though he, he like, he only really has like two big movies. Right. Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah. I liked Hereditary way more than Midsummer for sure. But I just mean like, he's so, he's like the it boy in like right. horror movies. I or think whatever, he'll be really right good when he learns how to tell a story. Ooh. Because he has all the trappings of visuals. Everything looks visually beautiful and interesting. And then there's interesting elements to it. But I don't feel like there's a story going on. Like, that's what I would say. And he does these things where I feel like are very amateur like indicating things with camera angles and stuff like that that seem like a little too on the nose for me. So I don't know. I feel like his stories are just not strong. That would be my issue with him. But I can definitely see why people like him as far as visually and the topics are interesting. You can see why dumbasses like him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I can see why people who just don't know. <laughs> no, I want to like it. I like horror movies. Uh, I don't know. But I'm, I'm grateful I had James to back me up. Because I was really, I was nervous, but James was there for me. He's like, me and Nadia are here for you. <laughs> she doesn't like I it I guess either. she didn't like it either. You know what? And and my friend, Andy Sell, and I said before in the show, like, Andy and, and James, like, I value their- They're both, like, horror movies. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, I value their opinions so much, so when I found out, I was just devastated. And you know what? But I do respect their opinions. It's a long movie. It too. is a long- it was very... I will tell you, though, the sound in that movie was kind of crucial also to the experience, in my opinion, because Like I, seeing it in the theater? Yes. Maybe. Whatever. I was also... Yeah. No, I'm not even going to make excuses. <laughs> I like the movie, and I don't have you to apologize. You can like the movie. Yeah, I don't you don't apologize have to. to anybody about it. No. And I don't have to apologize for not liking no, it. No, <laughs> you don't. We love a hot take on this show. It's not even... I'm not even trying to be hot take. No, I'm just yeah. saying we love it. We love an unpopular... Yeah. That's what the are you unpopular do? opinion. Is that... A, is not liking it the unpopular opinion? Yeah. Because I saw Reddit boards, hundreds of people not liking but it, But it was too. a huge hit. It was? Yes. Okay, I don't know. I don't know about, like, what was popular... I know it was everywhere. Like, I saw it everywhere. Yeah. So people were talking about it. Uh, whatever, anyway. Desi. <laughs> whatever. We know I'm a hater. Um, okay, food. Rachel's been on a diet. Yeah. So she I doesn't just, have too many interesting... I've just been, like, cooking at home all week, so I haven't had anything that exciting. My exciting thing that you Rachel... Fucking bitch. <laughs> Rachel fucking- said the meanest meme to me where it was Alex Jones that she's going to punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> I felt attacked. The meme was so violent. It was. It's just Alex Jones basically saying, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face and just like violently attacking people. And that was directed at me yeah. for eating food. <laughs> the, the lightest of crimes. I'm gonna- That's how ra- diet rage Rachel is in. <laughs> but I finally went to Musso and Frank's, which I had never been to. Really? Have you never been there? I You've have. Been there? We d- I, I think, never went there before. I think we did Valentine's Day there last year. Who, you and Brendan? Yeah. Okay. Or anniversary. <clears throat> yeah, I do remember that. you going there. Yeah. I have, I love steakhouses and I've been to most of them. And this one I just have not gone to. So I went, I went to Musso's and I got prime rib and a baked potato. It looked so good. It was really good. And then I got like, 
I got like I shared some other sides with people, like a cream spinach and a cheesy potatoes. <laughs> you got cheesy potatoes? I wouldn't have ordered it because I had a baked potato, but I was like, yeah, I'll have some bite of cheesy potatoes, of course. I'll have more potatoes. Yeah, please. I'll always have more potatoes. So we, I had some cheesy potatoes, and then we shared some desserts, creme brulee, and like a Sunday was called like the 1917 yeah. Sunday. So it was like a banana split <gasps> kind of thing Ooh. with a caramel sauce and like a brittly crumble thing on it. Oh my god, it was really good. So yeah, I loved it there. It's so old school. Yeah, like the waiters are all like a hundred, and they all wear like red jackets. It's great. I love it. It's so good. So I definitely will have to go back at some point. Um, oh my god, because it was really fun and very old. School. I want to go tonight. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry right now. I am too. I'm starving. We need to figure out breakfast. Yeah. So brunch, I think that's whatever. it. That's all I have. All right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just been cooking at home, and not even like. Anything fun cooking just because I've been so busy. It's just like I need to get food in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It happens. But Super Bowl Sunday. Is that this Sunday? That's this Sunday. Okay. Are you eating something? Hell yeah. Wait, that's we're recording Sunday. Right? Yeah. Are you going to a yeah, are you going to like a party? No, I'm just gonna be at home (laughs) stuffing my face. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I didn't know you watched Super Bowl. Uh well the Niners. Oh, the Niners are in it. Yeah, the Niners. So I gotta I gotta support them, even though I just do not like football at all. But I gotta support the Niners. We should get nachos. And I was going to I was thinking about making nachos. I saw Taco Bell has a party size nacho now. Did you see that? Maybe we should get those. (laughs) Because we have that gift card we haven't used yet. I know. We have to... Because if you're breaking your diets that day, we should we should have some Taco Bell. We'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. Bye.